It is our to the game, the game after work. Mitch Fortner, David G, Travion Berkland, 537-1350, the phone number to call. We're going to talk K-State's offense advancing in 2023. Mm-hmm. They've just barely touched on what this offense can do. That's Chris Climo. We'll get to actually his, his real comment <laughs> uh, here in just a moment. Um, before we get there, also notice this over the weekend. The ACC got the CW Network before the Pac-12. Did you hear about this? I did. I mean, the CW, I want to give them a shout-out. Good for them. They're moving up in the world, man. Trying to get into sports, Uh and it just – I don't know what happened with the Pac-12. Right after Um, the arrow, check out Boston College versus somebody. (laughs) Well, that's – I think the first game that they're going to air – is a football game between Pitt and oh, Cincinnati. That's, that's Cincinnati, yeah. But so the CW, first of all, I mean, the ACC, they're already locked into a main TV deal with ESPN through like the next 15 years or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's for a long time, it's a long deal. I think it was like 20 years is what they agreed on. But this is, of course, a secondary deal. So it's 50 games in total for this, for this upcoming you know, academic year. And uh, it's going to feature 50 total ACC games from football, men's and women's basketball. There may be something else in there. But that's hilarious to me. (laughs) That the CW, I don't know what went wrong with the Pac-12. Maybe the Pac-12 thought they're better than that, but entertain the idea. I don't know. But the ACU was like, if you guys are interested in giving us some money, (laughs) we'll we'll throw some games at you. We'll do it. Hey, yeah, we got some time. We've got uh, One Tree Hills over with. The, the arrow is still going on. Uh, we need some stuff. It's like, who's going to call the game for the CW? Ooh, good question. You know, like, what is – and is the CW – was it like UPN and then the WB and then now it's CW? Is I don't that know. I don't know about the WB. I know it used to be UPN. Yeah. Because I remember SmackDown. Yes. It used to be on oh UPN. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then went through a brand change, and with that brand change – they left and went somewhere else with SmackDown or whatever WWE did. I don't know that whole story either. Yeah. I think it was WB first. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. It's a UPN and then the cover of the WB and then CW and it's just stayed the CW. But like the CW is one of those you can like get for free or something. You know what I mean? Like it's like a free yeah, it's an, channel. It's an over there. Yeah. yeah. And that's weird. I just think that's odd. Um, what do they have on the C-dubs? Uh, so you're right. It was the WB first and then UPN, and now it's the CW. And I was So I use YouTube TV, uh-huh. and I don't think I have the CW. You have to. Got to get an antenna, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you got to turn on your TV. You know what? I actually tried one of those. Like, it's that, like, flat thing. It looks like a cutting right. board. Yeah. And I tried putting it on my wall, uh-huh. and I, I I guess I was blocked Wait, you put it something. on the wall? Yeah, you're supposed to put it on the wall. You're supposed to put it in a window. The, the big well, one? Yeah. I, I looked on the box, oh, okay. and it said... I, I, it did say window. It said wall, whatever. Just hook it up. Put it up high a little bit. It should be fine, and I get, I didn't get anything. Man, and if it doesn't get the CW, what is it worth? Okay, the rising 
Nancy Drew. Riverdale. Oh, wow. Down to Earth with Zac Efron. Fantastic Friends. Riverdale. Good call, Trey. It's all Warner Brothers stuff. Family Law. Um, They do play a lot of Whose Line Is It Anyway? And then World's Funniest Animals. Well, I think they have a couple original shows, and I think one of them is The Flash. Yeah. yeah, is that right? Yeah, all yeah. the all the um, DC TV shows are on the CW. Dang, like I'll be honest Girl. with you. You just rattled off a lot of stuff I have no interest in watching. Me either. They do have the Live Golf League. Oh, that's right. They have the Live Golf League. I forgot about that. So uh, my thing is this: the CW. What's going to happen is the CW is going to show Boston College versus Wake Forest primetime game, and it's going to be like Jerry Rice and. Pat Summerall's body brought back with AI. <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. I would love that. That would be so – if Pat Summerall – I was a big Pat Summerall guy. They could bring him back with AI and just pay his family like, hey, we want the rights to his voice. And he'd you know, they'd bring back some old core memories for me, man, because that guy had a voice. He had a, he had a real timber in his voice, man. It was just – Fantastic. All right, let's get to K-State football. So, again, congratulations to the ACC. Make it a little bit more money with the CW. Uh, Well, the other thing I was going to bring up as well, speaking of, like, college football, that uh, OU in Texas next year, it's been announced that – or starting this year, I do believe, it's no more Red River showdown. They're going back to Red River rivalry. So big news on that. Shout out to Texas and Oklahoma. Actually, I think that's a good move. I hated Red River showdown. Yeah, it was weird. I like the tongue twister. Yeah. Same. The the showdown's like it's hokey. Uh, let's talk K State offense here for a little bit because th- this is one of my favorite comments actually from Chris Kleiman because I, I really got into some deep thought about this, and that was Chris Kleiman at Big Twelve Media Days talking about the potential advancing the offense, more wrinkles with the offense in twenty twenty three. Here's Coach Kleiman. We've barely scratched on the surface of what we can do offensively. I, I really believe that. I, you know, and Colin had his first year and was phenomenal. But I saw some innovation. I saw even more things uh, in spring ball that they were able to do. And when you have a guy like Will that is so smart, I think that we're going to be able to, you know, even advance a lot of things that we've done. And we got to find ways to get guys the football now. Last year and the last few years, where's 22 and let's get the football to him some way. Now it's going to be a lot of guys that are going to have different touches. And I think it'll make us probably more difficult to defend. So with I mean the number of guys on offense that K State could get the ball to, I, I mean the sky's the limit of all the variations of the way you can do things. But when it comes to getting guys the football, I think it feels like to me number one on that list to try to find more ways to get this particular guy the football is Ben Sinnott. Mm-hmm. Ben Sinnott is coming off a year where he had thirty-one catches, four hundred forty-seven yards. And four touchdowns. He had four catches for 80 yards against Oklahoma. Didn't score until the second half of the year. He had back-to-back games where he played extraordinary. And that was against Baylor and West Virginia. Had a couple of touchdowns, 89 yards against the Baylor Bears. It, It felt like he had a really slow start to his year until, you know, Adrian Martinez needed to start slinging it down the field. And Ben Sinnott was the target on four of those throws, and he had four catches. He had some big yards, Mm -hmm. some big catches. He got the offense really moving against the Oklahoma Sooners, and really the offense for most of that game was unstoppable. Unstoppable was was humming down the field there in Norman. That's a pretty big year for a K-State tight end. 
over 400, nearly 450 yards, four touchdowns. That's a big year yeah. for a tight end. I mean, we hadn't seen a year like that since Jaron Mastrud in 2008. And he didn't have those numbers. He had more catches but didn't have as many yards or as many touchdowns. But he did have 38 catches. If you want a better year than what Ben Sinnott had, I think – and I, I couldn't find all the tight ends numbers, but you most likely have to go back – let's see if you remember this name – Russ Campbell. No. 1991. Neck roll Campbell, man. Where he had 595 yards, two touchdowns in 1991. I think this is where you got to start. Yeah. When it comes to more wrinkles. And I, Kleiman said it earlier this spring that Ben Sennett is a future All American. Well, K State's never had a tight end as an All American. And becoming a tight end All-American, you got to have the stats to go with it. Yeah. The blocking's one thing, but that's not what people are going to notice. No. It's the numbers. And if you want an example of an All-American tight end, Michael Mayers of Notre Dame, Brock Bowers of Georgia, are your guys where they're catching almost 900 yards a season or this past season, and, and K-State's never had a tight end really close to that, ever. But I'll also throw this in there as well. Ben Sinnott in this offseason, has been generating next-level talk based off this past year's production. Hmm. I mean, he really showed off his talent in the passing game this past year, and now he's being talked about as like one of the sleepers for the NFL draft in 2024. His talent at the tight end position does not go unnoticed. There's no doubt about that. Especially where the tight end position is now these days. It's very sexy. You have a lot of star power, I think, more than ever at the tight end position right now in the NFL, and it's led by Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. He's a sleeper right now, but the skill set that that Ben Sennett has is so diverse. He can line up anywhere, and we saw it last year. He can line up at the line of scrimmage as a tight end, wide receiver, in the backfield. We saw him a lot in the slot last year. Mm-hmm. He can run any route. Go find yourself a Ben Sinnott highlight reel from 2022, and you'll notice on just about every play, he's running a different route. Mm-hmm. He ran just about everything. Wheel routes, go route. Maybe not so much a go route, but out routes, Dig routes, post routes. He could do really whatever you needed. He's got great hands. If Wilk could just get the ball to his mittens, he's going to catch that football. Right. Great hands. He's athletic. He he hurdled a guy in the Texas game. That was awesome. He's and he's huge. And also, I love his ability to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. The West Virginia game was, the, I think, the best example of that. Because while Will is starting to scramble, it looked like Ben Sinnott was running a post route. Well, those two locked eyes. And Ben was able to survey the field some way, kind of look behind him, and notice that I need to adjust this route. Go the other direction. Start running to the corner of the end zone. He made the adjustment at the perfect time. There's a sliver of open space. Will chucks the football and delivers a perfect pass and gets a touchdown for Ben Sinnott. And that's another thing. 
I think Bill, uh, Ben and Will, I just c- combined the names, Bill. <laughs> that's that's what the combination of Will Howard to Ben Sennett is now referred to as Bill. That's a big stretch, the, dude. The Bill combo. The Bill combo. The Bill Sennett combo. Those those guys have great they have they have chemistry. Mm-hmm. Great chemistry. They just read each other very well. Now, opposing defenses are now going to be probably more on the uh, radar, or at least uh, Ben Sennett's going to have more guys on his radar now, and they're going to be more aware of what he's doing because with over 400 yards receiving last year, and a lot of that was later in the year, I mean, he was a pretty big deal when it comes to K-State winning a Big 12 championship, a pretty important piece. Opposing defenses are now going to know that, so most likely – Getting more creative is going to be necessary adjustments. Mm-hmm. I think this you could do a lot with the offense based on where, whatever you want to do with Ben Sennett. Line him up in a, in, in a two-tight in formation, in the slot, as a fullback. A lot of things you can do with that guy. Mm-hmm. And with the question marks, just one more thing. With the question marks, when it comes to depth at wide receiver, I love that he is an insur- insurance policy for the passing game. He is an absolute go-to in the passing game when you need a big play and he averaged 15 yards a catch a year ago. You know, you said he had 36 for four something. And yeah, I'll give you the numbers again. He had 31 catches, 447, and four touchdowns. You know who never had a season that good in their K-State career? Justin Swift. Justin Swift's on like the Mount Rushmore as far as like K State tight ends go. You know that is a that would be a fun conversation. Yeah. Who's on the Who's on the Mount Rushmore of K State tight ends? Right, because Justin Swift. I've, I I don't know everybody's numbers, right? But he, I think he would be in. The, he'd definitely be in the conversation. I just looked it up just because when I think of K State tight ends, first of all. I always remember the guy standing with his hands on his hips at the end, you know, at the end of the line, like standing with his hands on his hips. I don't know what was up with that formation. Um, but I think of him. I think of Shad Meyer. Um, I think of guys like that. And then you, you look up those stats, and they, they never had a season that good. I mean, his season was one for the record books, literally and figuratively. So he's in the conversation of like, I mean, that's one of the best seasons they've ever had. Uh, Russ Campbell is a guy I think that statistically is way up there, way, way, way up there. Yeah, he he and Jaron Mastrude are the ones that by far had the best careers at tight end for K State. I mean, um, Jaron Mastrude, like he had what is it like? I think he had a thousand over a thousand yards. He had over twelve hundred. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy for a tight end. And then like we we look at like. That guy, uh, Henry Childs, is another mm. guy from way back. Yeah. Way back. 11-year NFL career. He had one of the best statistical seasons ever at K-State. Paul Kaufman, Carson Kaufman's dad. He was a stud. Travis Tannehill is another guy that had it. But I, I, I don't know if – I'm going to look him up right now. I don't know if Travis Tannehill ever had a season like no, that. No, he didn't. And Well, speaking of Travis Tannehill, I mean, you could bring up Zach Trujillo, who, who had a big year in uh, – I don't remember Zag numbers. I don't think it was maybe the three hundreds when it comes to passing or receiving yards in twenty fourteen. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I think if there's you know to continue on with the, just the tight end as a whole at K State, I think you know Chris Kleiman has really brought back the value yeah. of the tight end position because you know before that there was quite a lull of productive tight ends. You know the 
from I would say right after Zach Trujillo up until really 2020, 2021, uh, where he saw more production from the tight end position. I think Daniel Matterbaby in 2021. You know, Bradley nice... Moore probably would have been a big time guy, but he got hurt. You know what I mean? And I think he would have been. Well, he was a hashtag my guy. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he would have. He been, still was pretty good. He still made some big contributions, and that's like, I think it was like, oh yeah, tight ends. <laughs> you know, like th- those guys definitely matter. Guys like, you remember Brian Casey? Remember Brian, sure, Big Twelve uh, champ, man. Yeah, he, he he was somebody that was like that was a guy we can count on. Best statistical season, I would say. 19 receptions, 349 yards, two touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. Like Ben's season was really good. It, it was a huge year for a K-State you, tight end. If you look at the history, uh-huh. not many guys at the tight end position can say, I did what Ben Sinnott did in 2022. And how many of those guys lined up as an H-back? How many of those guys lined up in the slot? How many of those guys did as many things as Ben did? That's what I'm saying, man. Not many. I'm saying like the sky's the limit with Ben yeah. Sinnott, what you can do with him because – of you know being six four, I, I don't remember how much he weighs. I, I'm like I'm guessing like two thirty five. Yeah, big guy. He's huge. He's he's athletic. Big hands. He can. He's not going to drop the football usually. There's so much you can do with him. Uh huh. I think that's where you you can put a lot of focus in on advancing the offense. I don't know if it's necessarily where you start or where you finish or. You know, I don't even know if he can put a percentage on it, but he has to be a key role in that. Mm-hmm, has mm-hmm. to be a key role in that. Yes. The, the tight end position, and you know, and, you know, Garrett Oakley, like whoever's going to back him up, Will Swanson, like you know, and when you develop, when you develop Ben Sinnott, you know how much are those guys also involved in the plays that he's involved in? With like, if you're going to go two tight ends. You know, Garrett Oakley is going to be, I think, right behind him, and he could he can have himself, you know, a couple of really nice plays, and he he's going to be a part of that important develop as well. Because if Ben Simmons gone after this year, you're going to need a good backup. There's never been, there's never been a time in the game besides maybe like the early days, um, where having two capable blocking and pass catching tight ends has not been a huge asset to a football team. If you have two guys that are just real pains in the, you know what, for the other team who are tight ends, who are athletic, can block and catch the ball, you can do a lot, man. You can do so many things with two really good tight ends. And this is an opportunity for somebody else to step up and get to play that like kind of like a hidden gem kind of tight end when the focus is going to be on Ben Sinnott. Every time he goes on the on the field, thirty four, there you're going to be. They're going to be focused on him. You come in, you might slip around here and get some catches, baby. And I want to, as we wrap up, I just want to, I want to run with what you brought up earlier, and that's the Mount Rushmore of like Justin Swift. Like he may be on that list, but like Justin Swift was considered a pretty strong. Uh, tied in in K State's history, yeah, and he hadn't had a season like, no. like Ben Sinnott. Like, no. I'm not saying Ben Sinnott's going to be an All American, right? I think that would take some gigantic numbers that I just I don't see in the future right now. Right. I hope it is though. That'd be that'd be sick. But Ben Sinnott's going to have a 2023 that puts him on the Mount Rushmore of K State tight ends. Right on. I think it has to be there mm-hmm. after f- almost 450 yards this this past year, and looking to maybe exceed that. 
I think that absolutely put him as a as a Mount Rushmore type of guy. I mean, if he has another season just like this one, that still puts him up there. You know, I what mean, mean for sure, I mean, especially with. This past year being his really only productive year, he was, uh, and we're also talking about a walk-on, by the way. Right on. A walk-on uh, from Waterloo, Iowa, Chris Kleiman type of guy, uh, shows that favoritism towards Iowa guys. It's whatever. <laughs> but um, being a walk-on, you know, not really even having a real role in 2021. I remember you bringing him up, and he, like, he kind of caught your attention yeah. as a fullback. He's a fullback. But he wasn't. A guy to go out there and get you yards at all. No. Maybe a few carries here and there. Right. Very small role. 2022, he wanted to be more of a role in the pass catching department. Remember him talking to the media actually about that. I'm this is all coming to my mind right now. I'm kind of refreshing my own memory here. But he he did talk about that in 2022, and he did exactly that. Mm-hmm. So you have to expect bigger numbers that have been sent at this upcoming season, especially Absolutely. with the offense trying to evolve. And there it's just so funny. Sometimes it takes a little bit to find a guy's spot. That he is not a line him up in the backfield and like bust open a hole kind of guy. That he's not a Yano Lazatek guy. You know that's not him. It, he wasn't suited for that. Even though I still I saw him and I was like, oh my god, who is that guy? He's huge. I cannot wait because now they found it. They found his niche, and your niche is you can play all over the field, baby. Man, Ben Sennett made some of the most impressive catches in, of did. anybody did. this past year. And a lot of that, you know, that was thanks to you know, Will Howard throwing the ball on the line and delivering a tough pass to the hands of Ben Sennett. But, I mean, he it was also, like I mentioned earlier, like look at all the variations of routes he ran in 2022. Look at the variations of the way he caught the ball. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of all over the place. And he, he proved that – with his hands and with his athleticism and his, you know, eye hand coordination, he can he can catch any kind of pass like that. Just the versatility that he has in his toolbox is impressive. It is, and that'll is. make him into a better guy, I think, in twenty twenty three. Getting ready for that uh, maybe name to be called hopefully down the line someday. Let's take a break. When we come back, blindly rank five. DG is going to blindly rank five, and that is coming up next. We're back on the game. Mitch, Deej, Trey. Earlier in the show, we were actually talking about, brought it up that Miami, the Miami Hurricanes are going to host Miami, Ohio this football season. Never would have guessed that they have played 57 times. Good God. In their series history. But of course, it was back when nobody was broadcasting, so they didn't have anything to worry about. Because <laughs> they've only played one since 1946. Damn. <laughs> That's. They were the same size school back then. Yeah. <laughs> they had the same enro- enrollment. Uh, the game continues as we play blindly ranked five. Here's how it works. I'm going to give uh, Deej a category, and then one at a time, I'm going to give him uh, things that correspond with that category and rank them one through five. But the thing is, you're doing it one at a time, and you don't know what's coming next to rank. Oh, boy. So you've done it a few times. I think you've done a pretty good job. I do, too. Even though uh, you were angry with my uh, Steve Nash, I think. Oh, no. It was uh, Getty Lee. Oh, Getty Lee. Yeah, you didn't, yeah. You didn't think he was a strong front man no. or singer that also plays bass. Oof. All right, tough. so this week's uh, Blindly Ranked 5, or this edition, I should say, is K-State football walk-ons. Like Ben Sennett. Ben Sennett is the next hot K-State football 
This Walk is on. Be, this He's is the next be, great one. This is going to be really good. Sorry for talking all over you. This is going to be good. All right, so you don't know what's coming. No. So you're going to try to rank accordingly, maybe anticipate what's coming next. Your first one is Ryan Mueller. Oh, God. Defensive end for the Cats, played in the mid 2000s or 2010s. Whew. And a walk on. Man. Went to St. Thomas Aquinas. And he had one of the greatest plays I've ever seen in my life against Baylor. That was. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Man, that was... I think it was Bryce Petty. Yeah, that was so cool. Man, all-time K-State walk-ons. Let me think here. Let me think. I'm going to put Ryan Mueller... I'm not saying this is all-time great. I'm just saying these are K-State football walk-ons. You can rank them as the all-time greats, or you can just rank them as your favorites. You can rank them however you want. I'm gonna rank. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna try to say what I think the greats like the greatest. I'm gonna put him at three. Mueller at three. Uh huh. Because I know my number one. You know, K State's had a ton of success. Uh, Who was it called K State? Walk on you. Yeah. Back in the day. And it's true. It's very true. Uh, All right. So Ryland Mueller, you put him at three. Uh huh. Your next walk on is kicker. Blake Lynch. Ooh. The he, little guy with the strong leg, with the booming leg. From 18 to 20, smaller than me. He was like 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. And just crushing. He he finished second in K-State school history uh, for field goal percentage. Man, that's good. Got a bunch of nuggets on him. That's really good because we've had some kickers here. He made the third most field goals in in school history, dude. That oh my god! Because I was going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, great for him. Five. Mm. Okay, I'm, okay. Whew. I can't do that. I'm going to put him at four. I'm going to say Blake Lynch at four. Those stats are incredible because we have had some really fantastic kickers. All right, Ryan Mueller at three, Blake Lynch at four. Yeah, your next walk on. Is wide receiver Michael Smith. Oh my God. Do you remember Michael Smith? Yeah. Because you would have been a young pup. Ooh. 88 to 91. Oh my goodness. Yikes. Number two. That's an easy number two. That's a wow. Shout out to him. All timer, made man. Speaking of Kurtz, a made guy as far as K State sports go. That guy was fantastic. All right, so you have Michael Smith at two, Ryan Mueller at three, Blake Lynch four. We are ranking K-State football past walk-ons. Yes. So nobody current is on this list, like Austin Moore or Ben Sennett or Hadley Panzer. I think he was a walk-on. All right, next. Got two more to go. And I tried to go different eras here. Like, nobody would overlap each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, let's make sure. Okay, maybe there is a little bit of. Okay, maybe I made yeah, a mistake. There, there here. might be a little. Overlap. There's one mistake yeah. here because I I remember I changed somebody out, and so there is going to be some overlap here. Linebacker Jonathan Truman. Oh boy, 
he played a ton of games, right? And so he has a lot of tackles. Him and like Blake Slaughter are in the same boat as far as undersized guys, but they played a ton and they're tough guys and they're forever going to be like, they're forever in my heart as far as that goes. Like tough guys who played a lot. And I can give you some nuggets if you want them. Yeah, let me hear some nugs. Uh, 2014 All Big 12 player. Uh, He was a two year starter. He is third all time. In unassisted tackles in a season, he is 79, oh. 79 in 2014. Oh, my God. But he is in the top 10 of career tackles oh. as a two-year starter. Oh. Um, did, did his, do you have his stats? Like, did he, he, he did play four years, right? He Or was he just a two-year starter? Two-year starter. Hmm. I think he was here more than that, though. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was a transfer. I, I don't recall. Freaking A. He was also on um, a senior class that went 38 and 14, also went 27 and 9, which is the best K State run in Big 12 history. So I th- I have one or five, which is a really it's a really bad spot to be because if I know who you're gonna bring up, the last guy you're gonna bring up, it's gonna be a travesty. It's gonna be a travesty to stick him with five. I'm going to say Jonathan Drew is at five. I'm going to say he's a yeah, that's a tough one. That's so tough. He's more. He's more of a four or three. He, he's that, man. He's really good. Uh, the last guy is. I don't think is who you think I'm going to bring up. Okay. It's not our very loyal listener to the show who might be working and listening to the show right now. Uh, oh, it's not up there in the Leonardville oh, Riley my. area. Ah. It's not him. I, that, oh. that was that's too easy for he's on the he's on the list of the greatest walk-ons in college football history. I can't I can't make it that easy uh-huh. to just rank people. My last player is I'm pretty sure he was a walk-on after going JUCO. Fullback Rock Cartwright. Oh, oh, that's yeah. <laughs> I think even our friend up north would agree. Rock Cartwright was an amazing walk-on. He ha- he was only in the league for 26 years after his career at K-State. Yeah, as a kick returner, the by the way. The dude was a beast. Uh, the first person that I... kick returner, of course. Yeah. The first guy that I knew that was massive, that played running back, that also um, wore 42. And I was always like, that's not a... And then I'd watch him run and like, okay, that's a running back number for sure. Rock hard right number one. I'm happy with that. I mean, just a bowling ball. And wow. unappreciated for his speed. He could run a 4-4. Jeez. Uh, being 5'8", 242. Man. And he could run a 4-4. Good night. Rock Cartwright. And a great name. Rock yes. is a fantastic name. Man, he was good too. And by the way, I mean he and also at the time, like if you think about, you know, the two seasons he really contributed to, which would have been two thousand two thousand one. I mean, those two seasons, along with like you know he was blocking for Josh Scobie and also running the football, those were the two best rushing seasons that K State football ever had. Yeah, up to that point. Now they're not any longer. There's right. three seasons that are better, but man, was he like instrumental? Inst- in- yeah. He was a fantastic football player. That, there is no doubt about that. We man, Josh Scobie forgot about him. Kind of forgot about that guy. So actually, there, I'll tell you the pl- somebody hitting me up on a celebrity booking request. <laughs> I just got this email. I just caught my attention. I got to look at this detail. 
uh, while it's loading, I was telling you the person I had to take out just because I was looking for specific numbers and stats, like and like all Big Twelve stuff. I kind of ran out of time because I just couldn't find anything like real quick. Was Marcus Watts? Oh. I wanted to throw him in there, but I just it was easier to find info on other guys. That would have been tough because he was my he was like my age. I think he graduated the same class I did, and uh, he was a stud. He was a stud at Hayes High. And he was a stud at K-State. That guy uh, would drop the hammer on people, man. He didn't even care if you were two strides outside the boundary line. He would still, oh boy, he dropped the hammer on you. I actually, I think I might agree with your list. The way things, because it's really tough. It's tough. I might, I might switch. Man, that's tough. Because Michael Smith versus Ryan Mueller. Yeah. Ryan Mueller had 11 and a half sack season. He was a beast. He was an absolute beast. But so was Michael Smith. Michael Smith was a, just a terrorizer. I might have to put Jonathan Truman over Blake Lynch. Yeah, yeah. That's a tough one. But I think it's interchangeable. Right. Um, uh, but Blake, you know, like that's that's a tough one because we just don't put a lot of stock in kickers and stuff. But to be third, you said like third all time, the people that he's joining, that list is a lot of studs. But if it was my list of just favorite walk-ons and I gave you those five and to myself as well, Rock Cartwright, no doubt about yeah, it, yeah, number is one. number one. The email I got. So I put in an interview request to talk to LL Cool J and I got the thing back and I got denied. So ah! uh, that's the first time I got an email back that I've been denied. It said there's only had four spots. I'm like, then why are you putting out the emails? No. God dang it. It is frustrating. We haven't had one of those cool interviews in a while. Okay. And now they're starting to funnel in now because it's it's kind of you know middle of the summer. It's like, hey, come on. Come on, LL. Get in here, dude. Or get on the phone with us, dude. We'll go, hey, do you know who Rock Cartwright is? No. Well, you – oh, you don't? Well, you're an idiot. Well, hang up on him. next five minutes, you're about to learn about Rock Cartwright. That's the whole interview. <laughs> Is us just schooling people on K-State walk-ons? Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, number one song next.